Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. We have a couple on today. I love talking to couples because they are just, it's so much fun. It's like banter and talking with your best friends on a podcast. And you finally get like male and female perspective at the same time. And it's awesome. So we're going to have them on. And let's just, let's just start. Let's just go. You ready? Okay, let's go. Hi guys, how are you? Great, thanks for having us. Thanks, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love having like two guests, especially like when it's a couple come on, because I feel like it's you get so much more like insight and stuff surrounding relationships and mental health and all of that stuff. And I'm really excited to hear um, all about you guys. But first, I want to know where you are. I always like finding out where everybody is located. <laughs> ah, that's a fun question. <laughs> yeah. So currently. Uh, we are in a place called Matlache, Florida. Okay. Is that near like Disney and Orlando? No, we are so far away from there. <laughs> we are more like near Fort Myers Beach, kind of over that way. It's like tucked away from there on the west coast. It's a very little, tiny, artsy island. Oh, that's cool though. Is it nice there? I bet. I bet. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Um, and we've been here a little while. We do a lot of nomading. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time in Costa Rica and out west and different places. Um, we, we chase the sun. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm in northern part of Canada, and we still got snow, even though it was 10 degrees today. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, because I know you guys are Fahrenheit down there. It was 10 degrees Celsius up here today, and it was a beautiful day. <laughs> you guys would probably think it was freezing, but it was cool. Go- I would have to wear a jacket today. <laughs> Right, we're 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 getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> um, I'm super excited though. I kind of gave a little bit of a sneak peek preview of you guys and your story and all that stuff. But I always like to hear um, directly from the guests and they where they tell their story and kind of what motivated you get you guys to do what you do. So tell me, tell all the listeners, tell tell us everything. Yeah. Let's see. So I was born. <laughs> Eighteen hundred. Did you say eighteen <laughs> hundred? Really looks really good for his age. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, prior to meeting, we we both are from up north, like New England kind of area, mm-hmm. New York on Rhode Island. But prior to meeting, um, you know, I, I traveled in the sense of, like, moving from Rhode Island to Florida and then, you know, Georgia and kind of just East Coasting it, finishing school and stuff mm-hmm. and did some technology in, in college. And that kind of led me on the route of wanting to go the mental health route later on in life. Um, and, you know, before I met Scott, I had failed relationship after failed relationship and 
you know, had to figure out what the heck was going on because it was like after, you know, several relationships where you keep getting cheated on, it's like, all right, maybe it's not just that everybody's an asshole. I kind of have to figure out what I, like, where's, where am I playing a part in this? Mm-hmm. So that began my self-development work to really look into that and see, like, what's going on? What, what part am I holding in the relationship? And then that allowed me to really attract in Scott and have a very different relationship from a very different perspective. Um, and I'll let you explain your That's side amazing. of it. Kind of. Yeah, go from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so prior to being stalked by Nancy, um, I was in the film industry uh, for, um, for about 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, and so I had lots of failed relationships, uh, lots of relationships, and really through the film industry, really learned how we develop ourselves as a character that we become. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching actors and actresses and directors and building these characters, we can utilize all the tools on ourselves to see, like, how did I build this character of Scott? And what are the things that Scott went through to become this character? Yeah. Uh, and so did the work on myself to be the best mate that I could possibly be um, so that I could compliment somebody mm-hmm. instead of complete them, mm. right? And really be whole when I got there. And, and I mean like W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. <laughs> uh, because yeah. before I was H-O-L-E, right, I was a big empty hole. Yeah. And when I filled it with me, I was able to compliment somebody else in mm. their journey. Uh, and that led me to create adventure therapy and start our coaching business and, uh, and, and all of the wonderful things that Nancy and I get to do uh, every day. That's amazing. So, okay, first, I, this wasn't even part of my questions, but like, how do you guys keep your work and coaching life separate and your relationship life separate? Well, and it is a good question, right? And here's the thing, there's, there's no separate. Okay. Right? And that's a big part that I feel like humanity as a whole has to sort of <laughs> has to sort of stop resisting. Yeah, fair. Right? Is is the idea that we're that there's only separate pieces. Yeah, like we don't clock in and have a different relationship. Well, we clock out and have a different relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's just a piece of who we are. You know, I I talk about identity a lot, right? Because I lost mine. Mm-hmm. And when I lost the identity that I thought I held, it really enabled me to open up to the opportunity that we have many pieces to that. True. And so when we're cooking dinner, we're cooking dinner with Scott and Nancy, but we may also have a conversation about how we can help this client. Mm. How we can help them overcome something that they're that they're going on. Or we might be talking about training our new puppy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like you know, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a life journey, so there's there's not a big separate piece in there. Do you find that like it affects your relationship though, the fact that you guys work together too? Well, I think we're 
blessed in the sense that we we are the type of people that would prefer to spend a lot of time together anyway. True. Prior to our business coming to fruition, we lived on a sailboat together. We, you know, like, we spent a lot of time together anyways. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of the foundation was kind of built coming in. But, um, you know, and then, you know, with Scott, it had, had his accident and came out of the film industry and, you know, lost a lot of his independence, it made us have to spend even more time together. True. Right? But again, it was having that foundation of knowing what our boundaries are with each other and having that self-love to go, mm-hmm. okay, I know what I need to do for me. I know my non-negotiables yeah. for myself, my emotional home at a 10 versus a 2. And he has the same for him. We make sure that we abide by those to ourselves. We make sure we honor those for ourselves and we speak up about it. And that's how we're able to spend so much time together and not want to tear each other's well, heads off. I, I would <laughs> you know? I would actually add to that that for me it's probably made our relationship stronger. Oh wow! Uh, working together because we get to coach people on things that maybe we have not gone through as a couple, right? We get to see our coaching standpoint where this, where the logic and the truth is. Yeah, and and so it. It builds communication. It builds trust. It builds. I can see. I can see that. Yeah. You know, all of these pieces. Kind of an accountability thing too. Like you, I can't feel whole in myself if I'm not practicing what I preach. Exactly. Yeah. So it also allows you to really hold true to your relationship. If we're saying we're this couple and we're going to help you. We have to be that couple. We 100%. have to make sure we're upholding that to one another. Right. We, we have the hard conversations. That's that's so good, and that's that's hard too for people to realize and couples to realize. And there's one thing you mentioned too about like um, owning yourself and being able to make yourself happy and advocating for what you need and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of couples nowadays, especially people my age, um, don't do that or they don't know how to do that yet. So that's really, I feel like that's really important thing that you guys just mentioned. So thank you for that. <laughs> and just to take the judgment off people your age. Uh, and, and any age, there are people my age that still don't know this, that haven't learned this. For sure, for right? sure. And that's, I feel like that's one of the things that, you know, could be taught in public schools, could be taught in all these different places is how to not only interact with others, but how do we interact with ourselves? Mm-hmm. How do we stay true to our needs, our desires, our dreams? Don't worry about that. Things. Yeah. 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 And, and really be able to bring that to the table so that in relationships we have that strength. Totally. I totally agree. Okay, so something you guys mentioned that, Scott, you mentioned it actually, and I'm intrigued. What is this adventure therapy you speak of? So, Adventure therapy is our unique way of tying in the, the body, the physiology, right? Because, look, we can all work on mindset. We can do it over Zoom. We can do it through books. We can do it through coaching. There's lots of ways to do it. What we tend to leave out is the memory that the body holds on to, mm. right? And the body holds every emotion, every memory that you've ever had. And so for someone that is 
uh, generally depressed or generally sad or generally angry or generally anxious. We can work on the mindset, the story that we tell ourselves about that, but your body is going to bring you back to that anxious state. Your body is going to bring you back to that fearful, angry, saddened, right? Your body brings us back. And then what happens is your body goes, hey, we have to be this way, and your brain follows. Yeah. And there's there's like, a, it's almost like a roller coaster that can go forwards and backwards, right? Because the mind can create the anxiety in the body, but the body can also create the anxiety in the mind. So it can bounce back and forth. When we work on the mindset, Nancy and I like to work on the physiology along with it. Mm -hmm. So adventure therapy is anything that steps your physiology out of your comfort zone to create the new belief system that your mindset is working So, for example, uh, this was created while I was out in the woods with clients, rock climbing. And... I would literally talk people off ledges, right? It would be 500, 600, 800 feet in the air, and they wouldn't want to repel. They wouldn't want to go down. So I would literally talk them off the ledge, and they would come back a day later, a week later, a month later, a year later, and, you know, say, Scott, like, that conversation had empowered me to go and do this. Wow. And that was like so many different things one guy got married one guy got a raise one like so many things wow that's amazing and it was really intriguing that the results that i we could see uh so today we utilize that in adventure therapy retreats we go to places like costa rica Bali, thailand um and the adventure that adventure therapy starts right in your home because look for some people getting out of bed today is an adventure for sure for some people getting in a shower today is an adventure Mm -hmm. right so it's where it starts for that person and then how far do we want to take it to change the rest of your life yeah (laughs) that's 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 very cool so like you guys take clients with you or like how does that work yeah, yeah so we, we take them to, you know we, we take a group of say sorry guys we take a group of about six or eight and we do everything from zip lining white water rafting we go jungle hikes they always stay in a, a luxury resort wow uh, so we keep our boots dirty all day but then we come back to luxury and we get to sit by a pool or a hot tub and kind of chill out um but yeah, we, we take clients and we, we go and play in the jungles and just get ourselves in all sorts of conversational coaching. There's all sorts of things that come up. That's amazing. That's so cool. Something I'm curious about because I've talked to a couple other coaches and I didn't know this was a thing until I started doing podcasts and like that life coach was a thing because like you hear about therapists and psychologists and social workers and all of that stuff, um, child and youth workers but I never heard the term like life coach or relationship coach until I started doing this. And I've talked to a couple people now. Um, but how are you guys different from like other relationship coaches or life coaches that are out there? Yeah. Yeah, great question. So for the most for the most part, 
I would say the biggest difference is that we do it together mm. as man and woman. Yeah. So you got the masculine, the feminine, yeah. you know, we joke with clients that I will be the most honest man that you've ever met without an agenda. Right? Well, and it's not always the masculine, feminine energy coming from the man or the woman that you would think. Sometimes I bring the masculine to the table, sometimes Scott brings the feminine to the table. Yeah. But it's having those perspectives that really gives the client a well-rounded and different outcome than they'll get from anybody else. For sure. Yeah, not, to mention, not to mention that our approach is different than anything that I've ever seen out there. Yeah, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of using this as a way to help people in their relationships and mental health so this is really cool <laughs> yeah and it's you know so i have a, a another partner uh friend associate that um we've been doing this together for for a lot of years and part of what we have done is actually take people with ptsd like military guys yep. out and use adventure for those reasons, right? For the therapy that's, perspective of it. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. My parents, so my my, I come from a divorced family, and all my mom, my dad, my stepmom, stepdad, all of them are in the military. Um, and my dad actually had severe. It's still now too. Obviously, he had um, severe PTSD that led to alcoholism and led to him being like in a facility and all of that stuff. So you saying that is like very interesting to me because I'm like I wonder if that would work on my dad <laughs> you know what I mean like because I, I've experienced that like as my with my parents so that's just and the fact that you talk about that is it hits home to me a lot because a lot of people don't talk about that aspect you know what I mean like they don't talk about the military they don't talk about PTSD in terms of like they're like oh yeah like thinking it's just like some kind of thing but it's a real thing that affects people all the time <laughs> You know, everybody thinks that it's just mental. Yes, yes. No. There's a huge physical component. Oh, 100%. I know, I've seen it with my dad. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big reason that we do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, do you normally, like, have clients, like, by themselves or like do you, or do you only t talk to them if they're in couples I guess you're, you're the military example like you just speak with the soldier or, or whatever um but like with your relationship ones do, do you talk to them together or separately like how does that work we do both um you know it depends on on what they have going on you know we do couples but everything yeah, everything is very client-specific, mm -hmm. um, but it's always working on the relationship with self. Even mm -hmm. when we work with a couple together, we do a lot of work separately mm -hmm. before we bring them together to build that relationship with themselves. But we work with individuals as well, and, you know, even individuals that are in a relationship and they want to better that relationship, if their spouse isn't for it and they're not, like, in, they don't want to really do the work, they yeah. don't think they need to or whatever... You can better a relationship by one person just taking on the work of doing it themselves and they can see a ripple effect. True. So it just depends on what the client is looking for and, you know, what they want to do, really. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. what's um, something you guys have noticed has been, like, the biggest challenges couples face? Like, is, I know people talk about communication all the time. Like, is that what you see or, like, do you see something different? 
I mean, the first thing that came up for me was communication. Um, I would say that even in the singles that we work with that are out there really looking for that Mr. and Mrs. Right, their failed relationships come back to communication. Mm. And communication covers so many things, right? So one piece of that is boundaries. Yep. Right? And it's not that they don't have boundaries. They go, no, I believe that I have this boundary. But they don't communicate. Mm. So, or they don't communicate it in a way that their partner receives it. Yeah. Because right? here's the other part of communication. It's, it's not about just the words that we say. Yeah. It's about how we hear somebody. Is it through our filters? It's about the body language we use while we're communicating. Um, so all of those, there's a lot of dynamics that people throw into, well, the number one thing is communication, right? And, and yes, as a, as a title, I would say they would be right. As we jump into those subtitles, I would say there's many, many pieces to that, that create the idea of it's just communication. Mm -hmm. When, how do you, like, what, what do you guys tell your clients and people who are struggling with that? So, again, I, I think it's very client-specific. I think, for the most part, it's getting people to begin to open up mm -hmm. and speak the uncomfortable. And it can start in small steps for you, right? We talk about one-degree shifts. We lived on a sailboat for a long time. So one degree on a compass is not a lot. Yeah. As long as I keep checking my compass, I can keep readjusting. So one degree is so, it's very small in the scheme of things. So when I think about communication, let's say, then I have to say, okay, a big conversation about sex is going to be uncomfortable for me. So how can I approach that in a one degree shift that begins to open that line of dialogue? Mm -hmm. It's not about going into, hey, what do you like in the bedroom? Why? This is what I like if we're scared to talk about sex. Yeah. That's not, that, that conversation's not going to be had. Well, and it even goes a step before that of looking at really the conversation you have with yourself, right? That voice in our head. Yeah. That's what's keeping you from being able to communicate, right? We're having that constant conversation with ourselves of like what, expecting oh, you can't say it. Yeah, what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's never what we imagine it to be. It's actually usually opposite or better or way worse, right? It's never what we're telling ourselves, but we live in this story for an extended period of time. And that's where it needs to begin. So we always work with clients of starting to really understand that voice in their head and being able to overcome that to step through it. Mm, that's so good. That's so important. Uh, there's something, you guys were talking about this and it made me think about something you said earlier, Nancy. You were talking about um, your past relationships and the cheating that, like, that happened. Serial, like, let's just call it like serial cheating with every single, I don't know if it was every relationship, but like constantly. Do you think that was caused by a communication, like communication yeah. issues? Yeah, like looking back, like, and that's why I was saying I had to look and find my part. Like, mm -hmm. yes, how they went about filling their needs and, and ending the relationship. 
no, I don't condone it. There's much more adult ways to go about it. But looking back, I can see how and why the foundation of the relationship just crumbled. Yeah. I never spoke up about what I felt. Mm. So things, even small things that, and that's the thing, they seem so insignificant, but they start to stack up and you're never really being yourself. You're never really expressing what you feel. Yeah. And for me, a lot of, I was fearful that if I, you know, said that I, you know, I'd rather them not go somewhere or I felt funny that they were going somewhere or, you know, whatever, it would make them go away or not like me. Yeah, I hear what that. I in the communication is it actually brings you closer. Like with Scott, the more I break through that and communicate, the closer we get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it absolutely, it just divided the relationship and then we were like, you know, surface-based. So, of course, they went out and they found interest in someone else and someone else ruffled their feathers and it became a thing, you know? And to, but, like like you mentioned too, like communicating with Scott and stuff like that helps build that foundation of trust that might not have been in a previous one because you people never communicated, right? Absolutely. Again, the, when we look at the cheating part of it, that's just the end result. Mm. That's an outcome. That's not a, that's, that's not a, it's, it's an outcome, not a, yeah. yeah. Um, because things broke down way before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. No, for sure. I've experienced that in previous relationship as well. It's not fun. <laughs> um, what is one thing that you guys would say to somebody or a tip you would say to somebody to, that could help change their relationship for the better and it would work right away? If they're in a relationship? Yeah. Or not. Or both. Yeah, both. Let's go both. Uh, so I would say... The first thing, if you're having any kind of issue that, that leads you to the idea that you need the, a tip like that, right, um, is to be really aware. Awareness would be number one of, uh, like, coaching, criticizing, and communication. Mm. Right? The awareness around those three things will bring light to the, the truth or the idea of your relationship. Um, and what I mean by that is that in our communication, are we criticizing and coaching all the time? You should be like this. You shouldn't do that. Mm. You should have done it more like this or that. Are we using language that supports a them and a blame language, if you will? You didn't take out the trash. You made me feel like this. You made me upset. You made me angry. When we bring awareness to that and we start to switch it to I'm feeling hurt by the way that you speak or I'm feeling hurt by the words that I hear, right? It softens the whole thing. In that awareness, as we soften it, we have the opportunity then to look at the truth of what's happening. True. And not the story that we're making up of how it should be it should have been or it could be or it could have been or would have been or should have been or could have been. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, if things are a little rocky or something's going on chances are you're thinking 
you're taking it personally. Like, what did I do? Oh. What, what did I do? What's happening? It's never what's going on with you. It's what's going on in them, right? Because it's going on in you, too. You both have shit going on. So instead of taking it personally, drop into what's going on with them and maybe something that I could talk to them about and help them with. Yeah. Rather than think, I probably did something wrong and they're probably pissed off at me. Because we tend to start taking it on as it's something we did and we should do better and we need to twist ourselves into a pretzel and fix it. That's something I've learned I've learned in therapy is you can't control other people's reactions or if they had a bad day like that's not because of you maybe they just literally had a bad day and that's something that's taken me a while to realize and recognize in myself because I did that exact same thing that you just said. <laughs> so that's I feel like that's like that coincides with what you're saying. So many people so many people do mm-hmm. because we grew up in homes that supported yeah that ideology. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's it you know it's simple when we look at it and connect the dots. It's not simple to just change it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. The beginning of that is the awareness around the story that we tell ourselves about and that we're no longer in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's work to be done around all of it. Um, none of it is going to be cured in a one-hour podcast. <laughs> um, so as much as I, I, I truly hope that anything that we've said, I hope it helps everybody on here. Right? Um, <laughs> you know, to, to start a conversation that you've never had, to step out of your comfort zone and, and take some, some action. Exactly. Um, toward creating the life or the relationship that you want. Uh, but it all starts with awareness. Every, every bit of it. Because if you're not aware that you're reacting, if you're not aware that you're telling a story about how it should have been or how you wanted it to turn out. Mm-hmm. that we can start to create and like and like if if you can't be aware that you're doing things like that or like like you said like blaming people or stuff like that and not taking responsibility and not controlling your own behavior and your own actions nothing's ever going to get fixed like you're not going to get anywhere if you can't even just recognize that to begin with so yeah no i love that it always comes back to awareness Mm -hmm. always back to just heightening that awareness of, again, the voice in your head, getting out of that, because that's where the awareness goes away, yeah. get in that cloud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to spin it back on you guys now. What's the best relationship advice you guys have ever received? Let's see. Best oh, relationship, I yeah, okay, I know what you're going to do. Uh, <laughs> best relationship advice I ever received was... Um, well, it really, it was about standing up for what you really want, mm. you know, and not settling for for anything other than your true heart's desire because eventually it's going to come out and it's going to create resentment or, you know, stuff in a relationship. So really honoring that, that true you. Yeah. yeah. For me, the best advice that I ever got was that if you get up to get a glass of water, just bring her a glass of water. <laughs> 
if you're getting something for you, just bring it to her. Doesn't matter if she wants it or doesn't want it. If you get up to get a glass of wine, bring her a glass of wine. It's just like the thought of if you're getting up to do something for yourself and you bring something to her or your partner at the same time, like, yeah, they might not want it, but they're like, oh, well, he thought of me. Like, this is great. You know what I mean? So it's just that kind of that thought behind it. That's the, it's the little things, right? Well, yeah. and it's, it's the little things and it's so much bigger than the little thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's well, it's just the simple fact that it, it does exactly what you said to the subconscious. Mm-hmm. She knows that I'm thinking about it. And not in a not in an anxious, attached, uh, preoccupied way. Yeah. She gets that when I get something for myself, I go, oh, I'm not one person. Yeah. And that creates a stronger bond. Oh, 100%. I, I believe that because... There's a whole, there's so many, so many like little things you can, just that one simple action, like it shows that you're not selfish. It shows that you care. You know what I mean? Like all those, all those other things that are important. It's just through that one simple action. And that's, I feel like sometimes can be, um, what's the word? Like taken for granted. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and again, those are the things of even noticing the amount of things that for one another. Yeah. Like, me recognizing how often he does things. <laughs> like, that's something that we coach others on, but we really bring to our own relationship of really making sure, like, you thank them as much as you do the others. Usually it's like, why didn't you do whatever? Why didn't yeah. you do? Right? But making sure we... Or not even why you didn't, just do. Yeah. yeah. Take out the trash, cook the do, yeah. do, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um... And, Sides of a relationship are guilty of that. So sorry. Yeah. And both sides of a relationship can be guilty. Of that. Oh yeah, no, for sure, hundred percent. So when you do the other, it's like we're, we're grateful for the things that we do instead, right? Yeah. And it builds that that type of bond. Exactly. Um, I got one more for you guys before I let you go deal with your little puppy there. Um, if you guys could go back, I like to finish this every episode like this. Um, it just kind of fits the whole theme of the podcast. And like, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, like a bunch of stuff. I, I'm only 27 and a bunch of stuff happened to me in my early twenties. And it just hit me last year. Like if I had known all these things that I talked to you guys about that I talked to other guests about, if I had known that when I was in my early twenties, I feel like some of that stuff could have been prevented. It could have been changed. It could have been different and done in a better, more positive, less traumatic way, if that makes sense. Um, so something I like to ask everybody at the end is, if you guys could go back and tell your 20-year-old selves anything, what would you tell them and why? I get that same reaction from everybody. They're just like, uh. Mine's <laughs> easy. I was just being a gentleman. Uh, you know, for me, I would go back and tell the 20-year-old me to, to hold on yeah, to hold on because it gets better. Yeah, I and and I too had a very uh, tumultuous past and and lots of trauma and different things, and I wouldn't go back and tell him to change it. Mm. And I wouldn't do. What I would do is say, "Hold on," and know that it turns out amazing that you 
end up with an amazing life, an amazing life, an amazing song, an amazing dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I would tell myself to, I was very consumed with what people thought of me. Hmm. And to tell myself that you're not really even, like, not that people don't notice you, but they're not looking at you the way you think. Like, you're... I was so consumed by everything I did, like, what would people say? What would people think? And no one really cares because everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone else is in their head going, what are people thinking? So that's what I really stepped into today of, like, nobody cares. And and the ones that do stick around. True. Just be you and people come in even more and they love you even more. Yeah. And just be yourself. Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing both of your perspectives on it because they are very different, but they're... They're good. Um, where can my listeners find you? Where are you guys? Well, besides being in Florida and adventuring all over the world. <laughs> in the virtual world, we are everywhere. So the best thing is to, we're on every platform. So if you just Google Scott and Nancy or Scott and Nancy Keesling, we'll come up on Google and you'll be able to find our website, our Instagram, our TikTok. Our TikTok? Yeah, we're getting into TikTok. We just started. Don't you laugh. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Not just for the young people. I don't even know how to do TikTok properly either. I'm a teacher and my students just tell me about all this nonsense. So the fact that you guys are probably more advanced than I am on it, to be honest. (laughs) That's too funny. Um, But thank you. Thank you guys for sharing everything you do. Thank you for doing everything you do um, with couples, with veterans, with everybody. I, I know you guys are in the States and we kind of up here don't really get to experience that with you ourselves, but just hearing this, the work that you do with others, it's really inspiring and really hopeful. And maybe it'll inspire somebody up here in Canada to do the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, and just, just know we work with a lot of Canadians. We just had two on our last retreat. Oh, nice. We, we work with people all over the world. Well, that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know if anybody, um, needs that here that's that's great um but so thank you thank you for sharing um thanks for letting your dog bark too because it's she he or she sounds cute so thank you for that as well (laughs) um and taking time out of your out of your evening to chat with me i appreciate it thank you thanks for having us shelby puppy's so cute he just wanted to be in the podcast too it's fine (laughs) oh my gosh uh they're so cute though they're they're like awesome an awesome couple and an awesome team together and their puppy was just so cute you guys didn't get to see him but he was adorable um I always like I don't you guys always picture like what your life would be like in like 10 years if you're my age at least, or like any age, really. Where where do you see yourself in ten years? What do you see yourself doing? Do you see yourself like happy? Do you see yourself in like a good team with a good partner? Um, it just makes you think and reflect, right? And it, oh, it's always good to remain in the present, but it's also good to like dream and daydream sometimes too. Um, I don't know why that just came to my mind after thinking after speaking with them, but that's that's what came to my mind there in that closing closing little bit. So yeah. Well, enjoy. Go enjoy your last weeks of summer, guys. And 
It's coming so close. I don't want to. No, I do actually. I'm really excited to go back to school, but I don't want summer to end. That's what's sad because winter is cold <laughs> and no fun. Uh, except for Christmas. Okay, bye. <laughs>